Hi everybody, Jeff Cooper here from Classic Christian Rock Radio, and uh, this is the Time Machine program once again. And today, or to this evening, depending when you're listening, is our our guest is Michael Drive. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi, Jeff. Very good, thank you, and uh, glad to be here. Great, great. One thing to clear up, I I know even on the um, Girder Records it said also known as Michael Lee from Baron Cross. So what's the story behind the name change? Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 interesting. I just kind of uh, people started calling me Drive, um, I, and just because of what it uh, how it described me, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it kind of stuck. Um, I and I kind of felt like a new identity was forming in me anyway. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. It's just just it is what it is. It's kind of difficult to explain. It just kind of happened organically, I, yeah. I would say. That's good. Just just wondering if it's something to get out of the way first. So <laughs> not a change <laughs> yeah. in identity. You're not under, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, <laughs> when they try to hide people from uh, bad guys or something. So. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I, I certainly wouldn't be a public figure if that was no, it. The FBI has nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a bit about your uh, childhood, your background growing up, and what it was like for you. Okay. Well, I'll I'll start with my mother and father. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a first generation American. Actually, my mother came from France. Mm-hmm. My father came from Belgium, and they both met on the beach in Venice, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I grew up speaking French in the home, and I can actually speak it fluently and read it and write it as well. Wow. Um, at the age of 16, I asked a guitarist friend of mine uh, to show me a few guitar chords. This guitarist friend, he, he was uh, his name was Michael Key. Mm-hmm. He was actually taking guitar lessons from Randy Rhodes at the time, who wow. became uh, you know Ozzy Osbourne's guitar yeah. player. And in fact, he, he even told me, uh, well, Randy's... Uh, He's leaving. He's going to England. Uh, he just got hired by by mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne. So mm-hmm. so that was the end of those uh, guitar lessons. But yeah. uh, anyway, he's the one. He's the one who showed me a few guitar chords. And when he did, I, I learned everything else by myself. Uh, and uh, composing came rather naturally. I wrote my first song. Uh, I would say about three months uh, after I just began writing, it just really came fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, three months later, and I performed it live at my high school talent show. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Uh, what's funny? What's funny about that concert? You know, I was really new, and um, and I, I didn't have a, a grip yet on holding my pick properly, <laughs> and so so I'm playing the song, and and I've I've got the whole place there. They're all clapping, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, to to the beat of the song itself. It's just a solo gig. It's just I, I didn't have yeah. any other instruments. If there was just me and my guitar, and anyway, they're clapping. All of a sudden, the pick comes flying out of my fingers. <laughs> And it was rather dark on stage, and you know, I, I wasn't professional yet, so I didn't really know what to do. It just kind of stunned me. I didn't know how to play guitar without a pick. Uh, and so I got out of my chair and I started looking. I got on my knees and I'm looking around uh, for my pick in front of 1,500 kids from my school, right? And so, <laughs> and needless to say, I did not hmm. win the talent show. Uh, <laughs> I might have won if it wasn't for that. Anyway. If it was a comedy act, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a great story. So, anyway, then the year uh, after I graduated from high school, 
is when uh, we formed my first real band, and that happened to be Baron Cross. Oh, really? Uh, yep, that's wow. right. We received we received money from fans and uh, from, I'm sorry, friends and friends and family. Yes. Uh, to record our uh, first EP, mm-hmm. uh, which was called Believe at the time. We yeah. then sold about uh, four thousand copies of that mm-hmm. uh, rather quickly and and independently, which is what caught the eye of our first record company, who signed wow. us and and released our first official full-length album, mm-hmm. uh, after which our second record company bought that out. They, they bought the contract out from the first company, and the, then the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. So you've answered uh, a whole bunch of questions in one. That's I, I didn't realize <laughs> it happened so quickly. I was waiting to hear about my garage band and this man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of passed <clears throat> that up. I did have a couple of, a couple of little bands before that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't need to be mentioned or something, I guess. <laughs> well, you know what? <clears throat> my the band just before Baron Cross that yeah. I was in, uh-huh. I was actually bass player and lead vocalist yeah in that band yeah <laughs> so I, I wasn't playing guitar i was playing bass yeah but uh i i wasn't i i love the bass that's one of my favorite instruments but yeah. but uh i i wasn't me so i just started playing i get went back to guitar and got a bass player and, yeah. and all that stuff so you you play guitar mostly now right or do you just sing well no i do, i play guitar in some songs yes. uh typically typically what i'll do is is I'm I'm usually most of the time just me and my microphone on stage because yes. that that's that's what I really that's love. what I remember and yeah yeah and then sometimes then then I'll pick up the guitar and I'll play a few songs do it throughout the show uh, you know a couple songs that require some guitar in it so yeah uh, that that I can add uh, to to the main guitar player yeah so I I did meet you years ago uh, backstage well not backstage it was a, a rock bar here in Vancouver. I know you probably remember coming to Canada a few times. You were telling me you had some issues with things. Uh, what led to coming up here? And did you play a lot of clubs with Baron Cross? Was that something you were trying to do? Or did it just happen? Uh, were you that, that good as a rock band that they didn't mind you being Christian? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it was it was really new at the time. We were one of the pioneering uh, yeah. bands that were doing uh, heavy metal. Yes, Uh as Christians, and there yeah. were there were very few bands that were doing that at the yeah. time. Oops. Striper yeah. was one of those yeah. at, the, at the time that we came out. They were they were just coming out as well. In fact, uh, us as a band, Baron Cross as a band, we actually went to their first show. Yeah, uh, because oh, wow. we, we we heard of Striper right right from the get go of yeah. when they first were formed, mm-hmm. and so we went to their first show. It was a show at the Music Machine. There was about twenty people there, and I always mm-hmm. remember. I always remember that Oz Fox's furry boots, uh, his you know <laughs> yellow and black furry boots, yeah. And so at the time, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's but as far as clubs and halls, we we kind of played everything really. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't any limit. Uh, we no. we did clubs, we did halls, we even did some churches and and uh, you know, but uh, where, wherever we 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 actually played some high schools and colleges yeah. on campus uh, during lunch hour and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, my high school, which was Hoover High School in, in, in Glendale, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, uh, that's where I graduated from high school. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had heard that uh, uh, the Doors actually played there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, before they were known. Uh, yeah. That, that was, that's interesting thought. Wow. Yeah. So... I had a thought just clear <laughs> listening to you. Anyways, so 
That I was just going to say, yeah, I don't think uh, God created Christian rock bands just to play in church. Obviously, they were meant to be somewhere where they, you know, fit in and really could do some some good. Did you see the gigs? Like some bands would see them as a way of keeping food on the table. Was it a bit of that in ministry all combined? Uh, you know what? Actually, can you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Okay. More or less... Um, what did you see the the gigs in bars as being more or less to keep food on the table was where you could play uh was it for ministry a bit of everything okay yeah yeah well for us it was just simply about playing yes that, that's it was simply about right? getting yeah. out there yeah, yeah yeah just you know meeting the people wherever they are exactly and so that's that's really what it was about yeah that's good yeah i've known lots of christian bands and it's not wrong to admit we just wanted to get good and we had to play to get good we just had, yeah. you know, and and to uh, practice and in front of people and just be out there. So that's well awesome. for us. Yeah, for us, it, for us, it was more of a more of a desire to to uh, give an expression uh, yes. to people, you know, to express ourselves and who we are and what we're about, and yeah. uh, you know, and to just play. Just you know, we yeah. loved performing. Exactly. I, I've always really, really enjoyed performing. I still very much enjoy performing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things between yeah. that and recording. That's awesome. That would have been a question later on, of course. Do you, are you, are planning with, I'll get to the, the new band soon. Um, are you planning to do a tour now that COVID is, we're coming hopefully to an end of this whole thing and people can start touring and going to concerts again. What are your plans for performing? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've, I'm kind of open to however uh, God is going to lead the way yeah. in my life, I, yeah. I pretty much, I pretty much have uh, surrendered who I'm, who I am to Him. I, that's I've, I've yeah. learned from from experience that uh, to go any other route is really a big fat mistake. Amen. And so yeah. you know, so I'm 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 great, and He He knows what He's doing with me. Absolutely. I, I, I totally totally trust Him. Amen. And so uh, you know, whatever He decides. Right now, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I've got about 10%, 15% left to go on the new M24 album. I'll tell you mm -hmm. about that. That's, yes. that's very, very exciting. Right on. And um, that's, that's a, a brand new album that's just about, it's going to be released hopefully by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I'm also working on uh, an album for a, a fantastic recording artist named Shy Coltrane. Oh. Uh, she had some hits in the 70s and 80s. Uh, she headlined with The Who, The Eagles, mm -hmm. Rod Stewart, Stevie Wonder. She headlined with uh, wow. all those people and um, uh, in in the day. And she had uh, kind of a sleeping sickness, which she got over. She she got healed of it. And so she's making a big comeback. Terrific. And um, she's, she's a fantastic artist, great pianist, one of the best pianists I've ever heard, yeah. and lead vocalists, uh, and 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 she, she composes all of her music. Anyway, I'm engineering that yeah. uh, with her, Terrific. and uh, so I'm I am excited about about that coming out as well for her. But uh, but uh, so and and as far as touring with my own band, yeah, I don't know what, what's going to happen, uh, but I'm very uh, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting to see what God's going to do. So that's yeah. So Gale Force is the new band. Um, how did it come about? Um, who's in the band? There are some pretty prominent people, you being one, of course. And um, what are the plans going forward? More music, obviously. Yes. Uh, in the band, Gale Force, uh, album called Subhuman. Yeah. 
the guitar player is Tracy G. He played with Ronnie James Dio yes. uh, for uh, about six years. He performed on some of his uh, studio albums and live albums as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a fantastic guitarist, what a really great uh, artist. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and then there's uh, Randy Oviedo, the bass player, monster on the bass, fantastic bass player. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, who, by the way, also recorded some some, some of the songs on the Shy Coltrane album. Ah. He's really, really good. Yeah. Terrific. And, also, and then uh, there is Paul Alfrey, the rhythm guitar player, mm -hmm. uh, who, uh, who who did all the production work on the album and the mixing. He's fantastic in his own right. What a great talent uh, Paul Alfrey is. Mm. And then myself, of course, on lead vocals. I wrote, I wrote all of the... Um, all of the melody lines for the vocals and, and yeah. the lyrics and recorded all of them in my, my home uh, recording studio. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, uh, what, so the way that we, uh, the way that we, we met is I got contacted by them. They were already, all three of them were already together mm -hmm. and they needed a, they needed a good lead singer. And yeah. so they, um, they were, they were thinking about a, a rush. There's, there's a Russian singer that we're thinking about, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, they found my presence on the internet, and, and so they contacted me and said we, we we'd like to form as a band. And, and uh, they displayed some of their music to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I instantly got hooked uh, to yeah. it, and, mm -hmm. and conne I connected yeah. with it and uh, decided, no, I'm going to write some lyrics to this. The first song that I ended up writing lyrics to and actually completely finishing before we were officially a band even mm -hmm. was the first song in the album. It's called. Uh, it's it's actually what opens up the album, and it's yep. called Crash and Burn. Wow. Crash and Burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't want to crash and burn with the first song either, do you? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, so I, well, yeah, so I, I did all yeah. my my work on that, uh, recorded my vocals, sent it back to them, and they, they were stoked and said, oh, this is great. So we decided to meet. We met in a restaurant yeah. um, in Pasadena, California, mm -hmm. uh, and we decided, yeah, let's form. This is great. And so we, we had a really nice talk and, and uh, hit it off as a band. And so, yep, so yeah. that's what we did. It's terrific, and uh, we play it a lot on uh, Super Metal Saturday. We have a show on Saturday nights, and we play a lot of that, and, of course, Baron Cross as well. So uh, it's great stuff, and uh, very happy to have new music from you. It says here in the bio that I was reading on Girder Music that, uh, how do they call you? This is a group that without a doubt embodies the return of real rock. I like that. So uh, <laughs> we need that right now with all. <laughs> but the recording process is, is different than it used to be, but it still can be raw and real, right? With real instruments. It doesn't have to be all electronic, right? Absolutely. I, I think what uh, what matters is the creativity exactly. and, and and being who you are, you yeah. know, and being being original. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that anywhere. You, you just need some good equipment. You know, I've got some really, really top notch, excellent equipment. Exactly. And it really, you know, it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Yeah. As long as you're doing it. Yeah. That's so. awesome. So back to Baron Cross a little bit here. How did they get together? Baron Cross. Okay, that uh, yeah, that's interesting too. I uh, at the time there was a uh, kind of an equivalent to Craigslist. There was a newspaper called the Recycler. Okay. At the time. Yeah. And Ray and Steve, uh, they they had already met together. Uh, the drummer and the bass. Uh, sorry, the drummer and the guitarist. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they were looking for a lead singer, so they put an ad out in this Recycler 
newspaper. Yeah. Um, I actually caught that and uh, decided to give them a call and and um, see what they had going. It sounded inter- interesting to me what they described in the ad. And so yeah. And so uh, I uh, I actually <laughs> Ray had me sing some lines. Yeah. Across the phone, and he said, "Here, Steve, listen to this." And then he put the <laughs> puts the phone up, you know, and I'm I'm belting out something. I don't yeah. know what now. Yeah. And uh, and, he's, <laughs> and they they both instantly thought, "Oh, this is going to work great," you know. So, yeah. So we got together, and then approximately a week later, I met Jim Laverty, the bass player, at a mm. church service of all places. Mm-hmm. And I, so that's that's where I met him. I, yeah. I, I, it turns out he was a bass player, and I thought, oh, let's let's check him out. So we came and played, and uh, we all totally connected together, and we were formed very quickly as a band uh, from that point on. So yeah, and what was support like for you um, with the the church specifically we talk about them a lot because as christian bands obviously everyone figures they're either behind you or you know not um <laughs> uh, did right. you have church backing or did you just on your own uh i would say it was about 50 50 yeah uh we 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 did have a lot of people in the church that uh, in different churches that were backing us and yeah. that were supportive supportive yeah. of us and we then also had a lot of other prominent uh, preachers that were uh, <laughs> yeah. totally, completely against us and yeah. actually even slandering us, yeah. you know, and, and the other bands at the time, Striper and different bands. Yes, yeah. Um, and just calling us, you know, evil. And, yeah. and, and I always thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. Where do you actually draw the line with what music is evil and what isn't? Of course, yeah. the lyrics. That's one thing. Yeah. But as but but forget the lyrics. Uh, when it comes to the music, they thought that was evil. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe if the guitar was turned down a little bit more, would it then not be evil? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Is the bass too loud? Is that making it evil? Maybe <laughs> turn that down. Uh, or may, maybe the drums are pulsating too much. Yeah. Maybe maybe actually, if you take the snare away, that then it'll be less evil. I yeah. don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I was just reasoning in my mind here. Uh, you know what? What actually <laughs> constitutes this music as being evil? Yeah. You know, we're we're saying uh, we're not telling everybody to to commit suicide and no. to live however the however the heck they want to live. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not we're not sending a bad message out. So how, what what makes this evil? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah, we we had people in support of us, and we had people that, that <clears throat> didn't support us, and so that's yeah. the way it was. Well, I even saw it's on YouTube. Everybody who's probably seen it. I'm not even going to mention his name. This evangelist, very well known one, that was calling out <clears throat> all the rock bands in the world, <clears throat> the Christian rock bands, and he was even misquoting. Uh, one of the lyrics, he was quoting it from the wrong band. He was saying it was Striper. It wasn't Striper. It was actually oh. Daryl Mansfield he was quoting. And, oh, <laughs> and it, the lyrics was nothing wrong with it. It actually even right. said in this, the song, I don't care if I even make the radio. I'm singing for you, Lord. It was, I thought, what, what's his point wasn't even there. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. even saying, you know, come with us to hell, like he was implying, you know. So right. <clears throat> those guys, I don't have much time for, and I don't want to spend much time talking about it. <laughs> anyway, we all yeah, know who well, they are. We all know right, who they are. Right. Uh, okay. Well, you just gotta, you just gotta forgive those people and love I them do. anyway. You exactly, know. exactly. It. And I did. I liked some of his music too. <laughs> A certain evangelist, he <laughs> was actually pretty good sometimes. Okay, what were um, some experiences starting out? Um, any memorable gigs as Baron Cross? Anything crazy happen? Funny stories. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm oh, there's, sure. There's, yeah, there's some really good ones. I'll uh-huh. tell you, I'll tell you, it's. Uh, I, I was just out actually to dinner at a Thai restaurant uh, just a couple of days ago with my uh, 
old road manager, Drew yeah. Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we've remained friends for a long, long time. Um, and uh, Drew Fisher is a great guy. He was, he, yeah, he was the road manager for Baron Cross. Um, and uh, so we were just reminiscing on some of these so- stories. Um, and I'll just, I'll describe to you a few of them. Yeah. Um, uh, for one thing, uh, there was a time when, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll start with Drew because th- this yeah. is funny. Uh, we're at a we're at a truck stop, and uh, and he's he's paying for gas, uh, and while he was paying for gas, I I went to the the the, the cab of his truck and threw a smoke bomb in there, <laughs> and so when he came back, you know, he saw this billowing white smoke inside of the truck, you know, and he opens the door and all this big white smoke comes pouring out of the truck and you know we were just just on the floor laughing well he later got us he later got us back by uh he bought a bunch of sardines and and while we were uh at like in the restaurant or something like that he he put the sardines all over the place inside of the car he put them in the ac vents uh under the seats and all this stuff and he (laughs) he later described what he saw you know he's he started driving behind us, and uh, and he started noticing our cars swerving all over the road, and then the windows going down, and then these pe- these fish fish flying out the windows, right? So, <laughs> but uh, so you know we 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 played jokes like that on each other. Um, we did something funny to Jim Laverty too. Mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, we were touring in South Texas, uh, and uh, and it was a great. It was a really wild gig the fans there were awesome uh, the, let me tell you they yeah. were they were really on fire i i, uh-huh. I will say yeah and so yeah. i thought oh this is gonna be fun and so we pushed jim uh out into the audience <laughs> and uh and they started like 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 if you can imagine throwing fish into a, a pool of piranhas oh no right <laughs> well that's what this was like uh, they, they started mauling him and they oh. started taking Sure, he, they took, they ripped his shirt off oh, and they no. took the so chains off of his body and oh. and uh, I mean you know if if he would have stayed on there another thirty seconds he probably would have been naked so we oh, had no. mercy on him we pulled pulled <laughs> yeah. him back up on stage you know laughing as we were doing it it was yeah. really funny but uh, so that's another one um, now here's one thing that happened uh, that was very interesting uh, we were in Indiana yeah uh, and it was the end of the show. Uh, we were finishing off with the song "Living Dead." Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was the the last song of the set before the encore. Yeah. And um and I I jumped off the riser, uh and as I did that, actually Ray, uh, the guitar player, he he was playing his Charvel Jackson, uh, guitar, and uh-huh. he had his guitar way up in the air, you know, and he came down on the last note mm-hmm. of the song, mm-hmm. and when he did that, his headstock met my head. Oh. He's, he slammed his guitar down on my head, oh, bro- no. broke his headstock in three places, bl- and then blood started r- gushing out of my head on oh. stage. And, and the crowd was like, part of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, the crowd was on fire. You know, they yeah. were yelling and screaming. Great, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, <laughs> I, and so, so we went backstage. I'm, I'm like, like swerving back and forth. And I'm I'm starting to head back onto the stage because I wanted to do the encore. Yeah. And everybody's like, "No way! You got blood coming out of your head. You're going yeah. to the hospital right now." I said, "No, I wanted to do the encore. I want to yeah. do the encore." Yeah. Um, even though I'm like swerving back and forth, I almost fell off a ramp going uh, oh, wow. backstage. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
So I went to the hospital. I didn't get to do the encore, oh, needless boy. to say. Another time. <laughs> um, I, Ray went Ray went out there and uh, tried to cover for me by doing a guitar solo yeah. with the same guitar that's now broken in three <laughs> places, right? Oh, that'll sound great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, it did not sound good, but no. uh, you know, it's funny. So I went, I went to the hospital, got stitches in my head and yeah. all that stuff. So anyway, uh, oh, well. that's what it <laughs> okay um one of our listeners he's a friend of mine actually i asked him for some questions and his question was this um you've been compared vocally to bruce dickinson of iron maiden okay uh did you intend this did it just happen is it a, a kind of a fluke and did baron cross write and perform with this in mind yeah no no i, I would say that there may have been a uh, an influence um, uh, thing there, but yeah. uh, no, no, we didn't try to be like Iron Maiden. I think no. also my voice, my voice uh, in the upper registers tends to have a similar uh, similar tonality uh, yeah. that Bruce Dickinson has. Um, but I mean, if you listen to, I think I've really grown into my own mm-hmm. style, yeah. uh, and if you listen to my vocals uh, now, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I still, I still have the same voice. Better than ever. Better than ever. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm quite different from Bruce Dickinson in many ways. Yeah. Uh, Even if, even if I sometimes have a similarity in, in, in the upper registers when I'm singing a little higher. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's still very different. Uh, I've, you know, uh, but I've, you know, I've get, um, I've, I've gotten into, everybody has their influences, you know, from different musicians. Yeah. I've always, uh, I've always thought uh, Dio was a very good singer, even though yeah. and I, I never bought his albums because I totally disagreed with his message. Right. But uh, but nonetheless, I, I, I recognize the talent. You yeah. Know? God yeah. God gave Dio a great talent to exactly. sing. He's a superb singer as he was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bands and singers are always compared. I think people just like to say, well, I, I think that he sounds an awful lot like so-and-so or what do you hear this band if they're trying to, especially in Christian music, for some reason over the years, we've always tried to convert our unsaved friends to Christian music because they sound like ACDC or they, this might sound like the Beatles. And I think people just like to do that or hear what they can hear. It's more or less a style. If it's a style of heavy metal, you're going to hear certain sounds and right. uh, you can only invent certain <laughs> notes in the world and uh, you will be compared. So. It's not usually a compliment, I think, if it's something good, at least if it's good. If you're compared yeah. to, you know, say you're compared to Lemmy, maybe not so good. I don't know. <laughs> so it depends yeah, well, on your what you like, right? Yeah, and it's normal. <clears throat> it's normal to be Absolutely. compared, and there's nothing wrong with that. But no. I always tell musicians to try to be as original as possible. Exactly, know? yeah, yeah. Well, I always thought Baron Cross sounded like Baron Cross, so there you go. <laughs> okay yeah. all right and uh didn't sound like striper striper sounded like striper and uh res band sounded like res band so uh, that's right I, I never got into all that i just you know i, I had when well, i used to work with uh, kids in group homes and i would play them the music and they uh, they always said hey that does sound like so and so and i'd go back and listen oh yeah they borrowed a guitar riff somebody did that so yeah there's some comparison so people generally do that anyway um i guess you answered the question about performing live. Is Gale Force planning to perform live? Is it a studio band? Are we hoping someday to get out there and tour? Or yeah, that's that, that's that, that's just a big question mark. I I really don't know. I, yeah. I can't 
I can't say one way or another. Um, it's a lot of variables uh, in that right now. It's the world. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'll keep putting the albums out anyway. That's the main thing. And you're working with other performers, other artists. You Would you say you have uh, a couple of bands that you would identify with right now, like yourself, uh, unofficially, like the other group you were talking about? What was that recording again that you're working on right now? Yeah, it's it's a band uh, called M24. Got it. And okay, tell it us about features, that. it features George Ochoa mm -hmm. on guitar. Uh, he was the guitarist for uh, D Deliverance Recon. Right. Uh, and also uh, Terry Russell on drums. He's from Holy Soldier. Right. And um, and and you have Todd. Um, uh, he's a great great bass player. Um, and and. Uh, Anyways, the band is about, I would say, about 95% of the way finished. Or 90% mm -hmm. 90, 90 of the way finished. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're starting, we're getting into the mix now. I've already finished all of my lead vocals. Terrific. And uh, so, um, uh, George, who's an excellent uh, producer and mixer, he's going to be mixing that album. Uh, I, I believe, I mean, we might send it out, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have... Uh, 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 the right person to do the mastering and everything, but that that album is fantastic. I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super excited about about this music. Awesome! Uh, it's a great band, great album, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm just I'm just blown away by it. It's people are gonna really like this. That's good. And so yeah, I'm looking forward to this album coming out. Terrific. So how do people get a hold of uh, your music now? Um, be it Baron Cross, uh, Gale Force, anything in the do you have your own website or are there band websites? Yes, I do. Hmm? I my own website is simply MichaelDrive.com. Got so it. MichaelDrive.com and okay. uh, and if it, uh, Gale Force with Tracy G from Dio, if mm -hmm. you want to buy that album, uh, yep. the 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 website is called Gale Force Band. Got it. Com. Yes, so that's what G, I found So it, yeah. G A L E G A L E Band B A N D. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. G-A-L-E, Force, F-O-R-C-E, Band, B-A-N-D, dot com. Great. Galeforceband com. And, of course, there's always BaronCross.com. Yes. Uh, and there's so. remasters of uh, Baron Cross out right now. Um, how involved were you with that? Or how did that come about? Or is that something you were into? Or just it just happens because someone else owned the rights? Yeah, well, I did I did some uh, rem uh, remastering... Re of uh of, of a couple of albums yeah that we play like rattle your cage i did that Good. one yeah uh, and rock rock for the king yeah uh, both of those are available uh yeah. on baroncross.com okay uh and also uh yeah there are some other there's some other reissues that have come out as well yeah um from some other other entities uh, yeah but uh but yeah that happens good so what do you think of the music scene today? If there's not much of a music scene, say pre-COVID, uh, let's go back in time a year and a half. What what do you think of the music scene today? Okay, now that, that's that's a that's a, that's a loaded question. The yeah. music scene. Uh, let, let's start with the talent. Uh, yeah. I, I, there, I not to say the talent has gone down, but originality definitely has gone down. Yes, it has. Uh, when when you look at the music that came out for its time in the '70s, for example, yeah. and even the '80s, yeah, uh, there was a lot more creativity than what's coming out now. I think. So. I think people people are. I 
for one reason, uh, they may be afraid mm -hmm. of of uh, doing what they really want to do because they, I don't know, they they want to. Actually, I really don't have a reason for that, but uh, nonetheless, they seem to emulate each other a mm -hmm. lot more. Mm -hmm. They emulate each other a lot more than just simply coming up with something great by themselves. I'll give you a good example. Yeah. Uh, in the 70s, Queen, the band mm -hmm. Queen, mm -hmm. when they came out with uh, their song um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. uh, which I believe was on the album A Night at the Opera. Yeah. Um, that you know that that's a song that the record companies you know didn't want to do that they didn't want to put that out no uh, because it was not the standard verse chorus verse chorus bridge mm -hmm. chorus out yeah. uh, format you know it was it was not the right format and and it was too long and blah 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 you know yeah. and more blah yeah. and anyway so they um, they they but they they did something that was in their heart you know they did they were creative that's right Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin was creative mm -hmm. uh, there were there were uh, you know Pink Floyd was creative yeah uh, all, all kinds of yes uh, you know which was part of the 70s progressive rock scene was yeah. creative and they they put out these songs that were not at all uh, conforming with with radio standards mm -hmm. and uh, they just did what was on their hearts and and as a result Fantastic music came yes, out yes. of that mm -hmm. um, with many bands. It was just great. It was a great decade of music, and the '80s was a great decade of music too. People were still still doing what was in their hearts. After that, it started taking a dive. Yeah. Uh, not to not to say that there weren't good bands that 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 all were all through the, the following decades. Yeah. Uh, there's there certainly was, and there are good bands now. There are mm -hmm. great musicians now. There. There are people that that deliver their art in a in an in an original way, but uh, it's a, but the the amount of originality is just really suffering today. Yeah, so yeah, well I'll say I, I was in a, it was either in a mall or a restaurant and there was a song on and an hour later I thought it was the same song playing and it was oh really no they were just it was song after song that's how close it sounded the same. To me, yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean when <laughs> I said they're all emulating yeah. each other. See, I'm not showing my age. People say, like, my daughter will say, "Well, your dad didn't like your music either." No, it's nothing like that. We have right. been seasoned with music. We've gone through the '60s, '70s, '80s with such, like you say, awesome bands, musicians. We have some, you know, some background in the music. And when you hear something that's not as, uh you know, it's not that it just sounds different. It's like you say, nothing original. Um, also, I like real instruments. That's my other kick. I, I, you know, not a big fan of electric drums. Mr. Bill can tell you that. I like the organic, the mic'd up kit, that kind of thing. Uh, sound. Okay. You, can, you can get that recording, but you have to make it sound that way. And, and I know that, um, thanks to Phil Collins, <laughs> we have this big boom sound that uh, a lot of people have picked up on and it seems to be, you know, too much bass, whatever. Anyway, I can go on a tangent, but <laughs> I think you know what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, I like the raw instruments. Has... I like rock and roll. I like the rock. I like the heavy metal. I like it just to be real, like you say. And, uh, and uh, I think we were spoiled and maybe that's yeah, part, well, of, just, part of it. Just to give some credit to the electronic movement. I, yes. I, uh, I, I like a lot of what comes out of yeah. um, of the electronic scene, but again, mm -hmm. uh, you know, be original. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it, I like those sounds. I, in, fact, in fact, I really like when you combine uh, the electronics with metal and and with real guitars and, yes. and this and that. 
Yeah. You know, I like the combination of those two. Yeah. And so it's that that's that's fine and dandy for me too. But you know, just be real, be yes. yourself, mm-hmm. be original, come up with something creative, and uh, and you know, impress the world. That, yeah. That, that's it. Exactly. No, that's good. Good point. Um, let's see. What advice would you give to musicians or bands starting out? You've given them some already. Be original. Uh, someone st- decides he wants to be a, you know, a rock singer, rock guitarist. Uh, what would you tell him? Okay. Well, here's what I would say. And this is more like a kind of a final thoughts type of, yeah. of idea. But mm-hmm. Whatever you do, do everything with integrity. Yes. Uh, if it's wrong, stand up and push back against it. Mm-hmm. Try, try to help your fellow man. Yeah. Make sure God is at the forefront of your life. Amen. Because nothing matters outside of God. Yeah. And in regards to music, as I said earlier, be yourself, be original, mm-hmm. give the world, give the world something special. Yes. So. If you weren't a singer, what else would you have done? Uh, what else would you have been doing today? If, you mean if I wasn't a singer? Yeah, if you hadn't become a singer, what else would you have gone into? Hmm. Well, um, that's that's a good question. Um, I probably would be in the music in some aspect because yeah. the music just uh, music just really engaged me if you will yeah. you know if i wasn't a lead singer i would be something else but yeah. i would be Recording. i would be using mm-hmm. a talent that, that you know god has given to me you know yeah. and you know speaking of talents I, I here's another point i'd like to make yes everybody everybody in life is given a talent yes uh, just because i am a lead singer and can sing and people like it it doesn't make me any more special than the next person that does whatever he does. You yeah. Know? We're yeah. all given something. We're all given something that, that we're good at. Yes. Uh, you can do, uh, you can do something that I can't, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so what we have to do is we have to find out what talent we've been given by God and, and utilize that talent. Yeah. You know, we we're given those things for a reason. So, you know, for me, it was, it was music and it was, um, being a singer and, and playing the guitar and, 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 uh, so, that's what I used. And, you know, everything that I do, I try to do to the glory of God. So anyway, amen. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, that's been wonderful talking to you. <laughs> any final thoughts at all? So you've kind of given many final thoughts. Any last things you'd like to say to, to the audience? <laughs> yeah, well, basic, basically what I, what I yeah, just said, yeah, but, um, terrific. You know, I, I, uh, I think that we all need to, stand up especially in this day and age yeah and be who we're supposed to be and also protect the good things that we've been given we've been given liberty uh and freedom in uh i i know i i speak as one who lives in the united states the united states uh and actually you guys in canada yeah. we're under a tremendous attack right now yes uh we're, we're this is this is war a different mm-hmm. kind of war yeah. that we're in and it's a war on our freedoms yes. and so we have to stand up for what we've been given uh you know in, in the united states we need to stand up for what our founding fathers mm-hmm. gave to us yeah uh the constitution the bill of rights and yeah. all of those things are being trampled upon they're being they're being uh, uh stolen away from us and yeah. uh and a lot of people are 
um, they're, they're just sitting back and letting it happen. So mm. uh, we, we need to stand up and fight uh, what's for what, what, what's right. Our God-given, and yes. I mean God-given yeah. liberties, Amen. Uh, are, yeah. being, are being uh, uh, trampled upon, and, and, and also God himself is being removed yeah. uh, by a lot of our politicians yeah. uh, from, from government, from schools, from mm-hmm. our life, from, you know, from everywhere. And so yeah. we need to stand up and, uh, against the evils of our day and, and do something about it. Yeah, so. great. Okay, Michael Drive, we thank you so much for being with us today. And as Jeff Cooper, this has been Time Machine.